is based on what I think is the right thing to do. Like before, like you're saying, like mm. when you're younger, you think, well, what's the person going to think? Whether it's my parents or whether it's my, my sister or my friends or whatever. You, know, you think, oh shit, yeah. I don't want to. I don't want people to think that I'm not doing this or I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not doing that or whatever it is. But like, um, yeah, I think now I kind of, I realise that, I'm not saying I know the right decision every time, but I know how to make a decision and know how to stick to it. And I kind of know the right decision as well, mm. I think. Uh, it's a lot easier for me to sort of say, right, well, let's just, you know, for example, the J- Japan thing was like, I came back from travelling. I didn't really want to be in England. I didn't, didn't really want to be starting a career because I didn't feel like I was, you know, I realised there's a world out there that I was probably missing out on. Mm. And if I start a career, that's probably me going to be stuck. Not stuck, I don't want to say stuck, but that's going to be me in England mm. for the rest of my life, I feel like. And when you're younger, you can, well, it's not even younger, you can do it when you're older as well, but it's easier to do it when you're younger. And I thought, well, my friend said to me, come to Japan. But I said, I'm not really happy here in England. Mm. He said, why don't you come to Japan? Because he was teaching there already. I was like, yeah, all right, I'm doing it. Same as like when my friend said, do you want to go travelling at university? I was like, yeah, I'm doing it, because it's, it's instant. Hello, hello, copy or my little podcast. On this episode, we have Chris Reed from Brighton, UK. If you have been struggling to make certain decisions in life, then this episode might inspire you to not be afraid and to take things head on without fear talked about how to be certain in your decision making and how to not let others opinion of you affect you in a negative way chris was a filmmaker and now he is mainly doing advertising work as a nomad he has been traveling the world and now currently based in brighton uk thank you so much for eavesdropping ladies and gentlemen Perhaps share this with your friends. Who knows? They might be able to learn something from this. Go follow us on Instagram at Hello Hello Copy or My Low. Enjoy the podcast with Chris Reed. This is Hello Hello Copy Camilo podcast, and today we have Chris Reed. Yeah, <laughs> Mr. Reed. Yeah, Mr. Roth One Thousand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All my eighty Instagram followers, or whatever. I've got forty probably. Um, how do you feel, man? How do you feel about life? Uh, right now, um, I don't know, this year has been obviously strange for everyone. Um, so I think I've been reflecting on life a lot more than I would in other years because you have a lot more time to reflect. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wouldn't say I have a definitive... Um, I don't think I've worked it out yet. <laughs> After, Even though I've been thinking about it for the whole year about you know what's happening in the world and what's happening in my world. Uh, like... You know, I don't think you ever really work it out what's going on with life, but generally I feel yeah. fine, apart from the fact we're in lockdown. Um, it's been an interesting lockdown because, you know, we're in a hotel yeah, we and are. it's shut <laughs> and it's just us guys. But uh, I'm happy because we've got a lovely place to live um, during lockdown and some really nice people. So mm. I'd say I'm happy. Yeah, so I was born in England, uh, sort of fairly near London. Mm and then grew up we moved out of london and moved to the countryside and grew up in the countryside and it was a fairly normal kind of english life i suppose and then went to school so you a farm not so much a farm yeah kind of uh it is now like my parents have got like uh they live out in the country so they've got chickens and my dad has bees he makes honey and stuff like that we never had that when we were kids really it's only now because he's like older and has more time on his hands and uh, they've got a big garden because they live out in the countryside mm. it's more suburbia really 
But um, yeah, it was a fairly normal English uh, like uh, life. You know, we weren't particularly rich, but we weren't particularly poor. It's kind of pretty, pretty standard. Um, I was, I've always been a bit of a dreamer mm. Mm. and uh, fairly independent, I think, or at least introspective, which makes you independent, yeah. you know, because if you're, if you're always sort of thinking about things, uh, rather, you know, you start to sort of probably spend more time in your head than socialising. So I've never been particularly outgoing, I suppose. And um, that's been a consistent thing like from mm. when I was a kid yeah. to now. I wouldn't say I'm, I'm antisocial or bad in social situations, but I'm definitely more introvert. Yeah, I yeah, think so, more, or introspective. You're yeah. more imaginative, you're more you're like in your own, you create your own world, sort of. Yeah, yeah, Sometimes. I think so, yeah. yeah. Well, actually I do, yeah, I think, I think I do that with my life as well, because I'm always thinking about <laughs> ways I can change what's happening in my life. If you're yeah, not. I mean, I, I can relate. That, that's like a lot, there's a lot of similarities, it's just I'm trying to, when, when I first met you and I got, got to know you, I'm trying to like link the similarities you know mm -hmm. what I mean because you are obviously ahead of me and you've done more travels and you're from a different background mm. but there's a lot of um, I think creative intersections yeah. like I can I can yeah. see from the way you analyze things for example if you ask how do I make the coffee mm. and but in your head I can I can see you thinking I can see mm. you doing the thought process you know what I mean yeah. a, a normal person would be would, would take the information and save the information mm -hmm. but you you have your interpretation of that information it's interesting yeah. to see 10 percent of our communication is just words and 90 percent is a human mm. body language non-verbal yeah. yeah so yeah, i think that's it i think with yeah body language you can't mm -hmm. really lie with body language too much you know yeah, yeah. you can sort of uh, yeah i think like you say yeah i think i'm fairly perceptive in that sort of way or at least um What's the word? Um, I'm empathetic, which mm. makes me consider. When's your birthday, by the way? Uh, August. Do you believe in all those horoscopes thing? No. Uh, I don't know. I like to sort of. I think with horoscopes, it's kind of interesting to read because you uh, position. It's, it's, it's kind of like um, a, you know, it's making you self-aware kind of thing. It mm -hmm. makes you think about yourself. Mm -hmm. But I think you probably project what's uh. happening in your life into that horoscope because they're of, often like quite sort of vague like you yeah. will, you will meet someone interesting or you will have an amazing moment and you can think oh actually I did do like that fortune readers like yeah. it just so happened to be in the hostel that I was in okay and I gave her my birthday and birthday and all that oh yeah. my god experiences that I went through uh -huh. the difficulties like challenges uh -huh. she she put it in like you will go through this but I just went through it okay yeah you know yeah so if you if in the future you go deep into like to the accuracy of your birthday, birthday to the minute and the hour, mm. it might get more interesting. Yeah, I suppose there's something there. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, even if you don't believe it, it's I think it's a good thing to do anyway, mm -hmm. so it's sort of to reflect yeah. on what's happening anyway. Yeah, it's like I'm not really religious, but I do like to go to church sometimes, yeah. and you know, whether it's a Catholic church or Christian church, or uh, I haven't been to a a Muslim mm, mosque. mosque yeah mm -hmm. but um, I think it's good to sort of sit down and think about things and mm -hmm. you know you can do that with horoscopes even if you don't really believe, believe it or not you yeah, know yeah. at least you're sort of reflecting on yourself and your and life and it's almost like I suppose 
mm. like a meditation kind of how thing. was life like before all the traveling i've always kind of had fairly creative i suppose it's being slightly introverted you or maybe it's i don't know if one pushes you that way like being introvert pushes you to music or because you you sort of have a creative mind you're introverted and you do music but mm -hmm. either way uh yeah i sort of started playing guitar when i was younger got into a band when i was in sort of sixth form um and yeah and then after that got into filming things and making films and stuff and went mm -hmm. to university and did for media film to do to do film at, nice. at, at me at university yeah cool and did sort of um actually it's the only thing like at university was pretty terrible apart from the film production part of it that I got that mm. I did mm. so all my other grades were pretty poor and I think at university I was kind of um, yeah I didn't really try as hard as I should have I think it's because I became independent at that point left my my house and my parents and started living with other people and then just I don't know I didn't really get into the education thing which I feel I don't feel bad about now because you know it didn't my degree hasn't really done anything for me anyway, really. Yeah. Apart from the fact it changed my position and my understanding and made me build um, relationships with people who are outside of my hometown. And like, you know, you know what it's like probably in your hometown, kind of thing, you have people who you grew up with. Mm. Uh, but as soon as you step outside of that, you realize there's a world outside. And so university was probably the best thing I did, even though I didn't, I didn't literally do anything for me because I'd, I'd never used my degree to get yeah. uh, jobs so yeah. much I don't think but probably mm -hmm. has helped but the best thing was sort of meeting people learning that there's a world out there and learning there's a kind of like um, not even sort of in a ge geographical sense but in a sort of mental and, and spiritual sense you can learn things there's people who want to learn things and people who want to do things and mm -hmm. you sort of realise that mm -hmm. whereas if I stayed in my hometown I think I would still be there now and I'd probably be a very different person to who I am now. What made you decide to travel at 22? You mentioned, you told me mm. um, before the podcast, you said you didn't want to go to work after university. Yeah, <laughs> live in a house with like five uh, guys. And one of my friends said to, me, to the group kind of thing, would you be interested in traveling? And I was like, yeah, definitely. I don't know why, but I, I'm, I'm kind of, if I say I'm going to do something, then I'll do it kind of mm -hmm. thing. Um, and it doesn't take me long to consider things. I'm just like, I tend to know the answer straight away. So I was like, yeah, I'll come with you. No one else went with him. And in the end, I don't even know if he would have done it on his own or if he needed someone else to go with. But either way, we both decided we were going to go traveling. So we went traveling. Uh, I worked that summer, like my uncle's a builder. So I worked like every day, Saturday and Sunday in, on a building site in, in the hot sun. Yeah. And it was, um, saving up money so we could go away this was 22 precisely or before? Uh, 20 yeah wow. 2000 no uh, yeah i was about 22 yeah oh, cool um and then so I saved up as much money as i could um working through the time actually did i work i can't remember the timeline but mm -hmm. anyway i think I, I even left a few months after summer as well so uh and then we traveled to south africa first my mm -hmm. friend was um, going out with a South African girl at the time so we went cool. to stay with her cool. and that was interesting because um, that was the first time I've been away traveling outside of Europe at least um, without parents or sort of like um, you know not a European style holiday it's like traveling holidays the difference isn't it I think yeah. between going to sort of Spain and, and having a, a, 
hotel was with pool and stuff yeah. to go into somewhere where you, you haven't really got any plans. Mm -hmm. So we went there first and we stayed with like um, a black South African family, which is kind of cool because we saw the, the other side. And we went to watch like a football game mm. in, um, uh, was it Pretoria or Johannesburg? Johannesburg, I think it was. And like we were there and white guys in the whole stadium, or it felt like it anyway. So that was, that was kind of cool. And then we went to, um, then we had like a, a traveling trip kind of thing. I could probably go on for ages about that, but yeah, nice. kind of Western Star Trek. It wasn't mm. like hardcore traveling, but because it was the first time we'd done it, I think that was kind of like, it's probably a good idea in retrospect that we didn't go to sort of China and Nepal at that point because we wouldn't have known what we were doing. I think it was like a nice, yeah. smooth ride into traveling yeah. experience. Kind it's of sort thing. of like a warm up for, yeah. for the, uh, so that you don't have like a culture shock or something like no, that. Because they're all English speaking actually. Mm -hmm. So well, I mean it wasn't particularly brave, at the time it felt very brave. Mm -hmm. But when you look back you think okay well you just kind of went to English, English speaking countries and, yeah. and kind of, yeah you were traveling but it's not hardcore. Yeah. But luckily I kind of did more traveling afterwards. So in your 20s, right, have you done like solo traveling? Yeah. Was that in Japan or after Japan? Or? Well, I did solo traveling on that trip, that first trip actually, because me and my friend, um, it's kind of a, a longish story, so I'll try and keep it short. But when we got to Australia, we decided to, um, we had to get to Sydney and we were going to kind of, we were looking at buses. We hadn't had any, made any plans or anything of where to stay and how to travel. And we're looking at buses and we're looking at hiring a car and it was all so expensive. So we ended up buying a car, which was like the cheapest car we could buy. It was like 500 pounds or something like that. Because we knew once we'd finished using it, we could sell it and we'd still have the money back. So hopefully we wouldn't lose much yeah, money kind of yeah. thing. And because we just started the trip, we had a bit of cash to do that. And yeah. it was going to would have saved us loads of money. Unfortunately, my friend ended up crashing the car. We, oh we traveled from like Perth to sort of Sydney and went through like desert and all that kind uh -huh. of stuff. And that oh, was kind a of long, cool. that's a, it's long a long drive. trip. Yeah, yeah. it's like a week from one side to the other. And then unfortunately, like we, we were driving, it was a rainy day and my friend crashed a car and it was like dead. So then we <laughs> didn't have that money. So mm -hmm. when we got to New Zealand, we had we had the flights come through, we booked all the flights, but when we got to New Zealand, we didn't have any money to really travel. Mm. So we, we decided to hitchhike mm. and we went down sort of New Zealand together. There's two islands, the North and South Island. So we went from the top of the North Island down together. Then mm. he'd run out of money by that point. So I decided to go on my own kind of thing uh. and continue um, hitchhiking, yeah. which was a bit scary, but in, in New Zealand, it's kind of normal to hitchhike. Kind of yeah, thing. yeah, I did a lot of that as well. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. you say that. I started counting at some point, it was 50 something. Mm -hmm. just, I wrote it down in my journal. I don't remember the number, but it was insane. It became like a joke that yeah. it works every time. Yeah, and yeah. I'm like, okay, let's count. <laughs> That's mad. I met I met one guy who used to hitchhike to work every day, mm. and you can do that in England. Like, it's yeah. kind of rare that people. But I did it once, mm. hitchhike here because I wanted to try it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, in Sheffield. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah? Did yeah, it work? Yeah, it worked. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think you can do it in England. I think people are just a bit more nervous, kind of thing. Yeah. I think as a guy, it's probably. I always say this, but. You know, I think it's probably safer as a guy Super, to do it. Yeah, I, if yeah. I was, a, if I was a girl, I don't know if I'd do it. I don't know. It's kind of it's a slightly different sort of situation. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I mean, I'm sure it'd be fine, but it's a slightly different thing, isn't it? Yeah. Unfortunately, do you feel there's a big difference between traveling alone and traveling yeah. with a friend. Yeah, definitely. And like, what sort of lesson that you you got when you travel alone? Well, I mean, it's probably f more fun with a friend, in mm. all honesty, but it's probably more rewarding on your own, as mm. you probably found out yourself, yeah. um, because you sort of have to solve problems on your own. Mm. 
you have to you spend a lot more time on your own in your head and thinking about you know not just like today but tomorrow mm. and you know maybe even your whole life you know yeah. you think about everything probably pretty Self much reflection mm. and like, yeah, yeah. yeah so um i think it's probably more rewarding to go on your own uh and yeah i think you know but you have more fun with other people i think traveling with other people is fun i think mm. or at least um you know you, the reason why you travel is to meet different people so at least meeting different people is kind of good mm. but being on your own is i think it's, it's you, you learn more from it i think yeah, yeah. Well, what sort of lessons you learn from traveling alone well everything isn't it it's like how do i do this and how do i get there and um you know it's like functional things like that and what am i going to eat tonight it's not like mm. what are we going to do because you've always got that sort of backup mm. of, uh, of someone with you and you know if something goes wrong you, you you know you've got you like when we were in australia at that point we we had that car and at one point we ran out of petrol because the petrol stations are so spread out you yeah, know, it's the, the, yeah it's far away from each other right? and then we ran out of petrol so it was like fuck now what are we going to do and because there's two of us one of us hitchhiked with a truck driver mm. went to the petrol station a few miles down mm. and then hitchhiked back kind of thing mm. i mean you could do that on your own but it's like a different kind of thing you know mm. you don't feel like you because when you're traveling with two people you're sharing responsibility a little bit for each other as well mm. but when you're on your own if you're, it's your responsibility is for yourself and it's 100 kind of thing so mm. it's just kind of yeah it's good it's a good way of like at, when i was 22 at that point it's like becoming an adult and actually enjoying the fact that i've got problems that i have to deal with not big problems because you're traveling but you know you might not understand yeah you know, every time you travel it's like no matter what country you're in there'll be things that you just don't understand understand right yeah it's a different um perspective yeah and they work differently right yeah everything the whole ecosystem yeah yeah even like if you're in australia and new zealand which is pretty similar the culture is still different people mm -hmm. are still different things work differently and you have to that's kind of the fun part is working it out right mm -hmm. do you think like the moment you went to japan afterwards japan mm -hmm. onwards you think yeah like a personality change in any way i don't know, I think I've, i've always had like the same core personality it's just um you it's just the situations you're in kind of thing and like i say like you make your life is all about a, a life is all about different decisions that you make right i think mm -hmm. and um you know there's not really a wrong decision they're just different decisions so you, you know um i am i'm the i think i'm the same person in japan because i was there kind of thing and then at that point you start making decisions when you're there and you know you kind of it all kind of branches off but i think i was still the same person Uh, you just have different experiences and things like that. So I don't know if I was still back home, where you know, like I was saying, I hadn't gone travelling, mm. I'd probably be, still be a fairly similar kind of person. Oh yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. like personality-wise. Uh. But yeah, I don't know how much. Do you feel like your experiences have affected your core personality or while travelling? Right, I realise that um, we can avoid our own self. You know what I mean? We already came with. We we are already what we are. So in dealing with that, you ha I mean, it, traveling alone gives you opportunity to d to deal with yourself more. If you don't deal with yourself consciously, you will somehow deal with a lot of conflict when you are in a relationship. Because I, I come from a culture where there's a lot of fear-based beliefs in, is involved, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. It ties a lot with religion. Like traveling helped me break all of that, ah, okay, yeah. all of that fear. Mm. And by then, that 
comes with my personality as well. I've I've always been like a rebel since mm. I was a kid, but then it becomes a conflict because, like like I said mm. earlier, the Southeast Asian belief you can't do this, you can't do that. Yeah. So it becomes like it made me the introverted person that I am because I can't self-express. Mm-hmm. But then it turned out good. I became more artistic. I can sort yeah. of. Ah, okay. Like, oh, you you had that freedom to go and explore that yeah, part of your. Because if it wasn't. Like Southeast Asia is not Southeast Asia, for example. I would have been a different person. Yeah. yeah so yeah. that conflict made me the person, the creative yeah, person yeah. that I am today. So yeah. traveling breaks the fear out of me. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. Yeah, I suppose that's it. I think I'm definitely braver mm. person, uh, having done traveling, and also more secure in. Like I get, like going back to that thing about life being experiences and and decisions and, mm. and choices. I think I'm very I'm a lot better at making choices based on what I think is the right thing to do. Like before, like you're saying, like mm. when you're younger, you think, well, what's the person going to think? Whether mm-hmm. it's my parents or whether it's my my sister or my friends or whatever. you know, you think, oh shit, yeah. I don't want to. I don't want people to think that I'm not doing this or I, I'm I'm you know I'm not. Doing that or whatever it is, but like, um, yeah, I think now I kind of I realise that I'm not saying I know the right decision every time, but I know how to make a decision and know how to stick to it, and I kind of know the right decision as well. Mm. I think uh, it's a lot easier for me to sort of say, right, well, let's just, you know, for example, the J- Japan thing was like, I came back from travelling. I didn't really want to be in England. I didn't, didn't really want to be starting a career because I didn't feel like I was. You know, I realised there's a world out there that I was probably missing out on. Mm. And if I start a career, that's probably me going to be stuck. Not stuck, I don't want to say stuck, but that's going to be me in England mm-hmm. for the rest of my life, might be, right? Mm. And when you're younger, you can... Well, it's not even younger. You can do it when you're older as well, but it's easier to do it when you're younger. And I thought, well, my friend said to me, come to Japan. I said, I'm not really happy here in England. Mm. He said, why don't you come to Japan? Because he was teaching there already. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, all right, I'm doing it. Same as like when my friend said, do you want to go traveling at university? I was like, yeah, I'm doing it. Because it instantly was the right thing to do in my head. I knew how to do it. Mm. But it's difficult, like you're saying, if you have pressures, you know, if I came from a more restrictive culture or mm. restrictive family it's harder to make those mm. you might know the right decision but it's harder to do it sometimes mm. you know that, that other voice is saying you shouldn't yeah. do it yeah it's quite hard to sort of ignore maybe yeah did you have that like when you did you do you have like doubts still I, i'm lucky to have my personality without my personality i wouldn't have been able, i wouldn't be be here today you know mm. like i can see a lot of aspiring travelers coming from malaysia yeah, you know right. in life like you you kind of want to do something and you do it or you just talk about you want to do yeah, something yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so there's a lot of talk, yeah. talking about it kind of thing you know? yeah I can't <laughs> I can't have that talking about it yeah. it makes me anxious uh, if uh, there's something that needs to be done it doesn't even matter what it is even if it's just going shopping to get food mm. I have to like say yeah I'm doing it now or we're doing it later I can't just have that thinking about it thinking mm. just me mad kind of thing I don't know why yeah. I can't have that limbo <laughs> yeah but yet, so you were just like as soon as you you just decided to go and then that was it. You, you yeah, were I'm, I'm, I consider myself a very fortunate. The more that I um, be with myself, especially Brighton, I feel more grateful about the whole 27 years of my mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. You you like you defy all odds, you know. Like people in the forties typically becomes boring, mm-hmm. but you guys seem like a fun personality, fun person, inspiring person to be around. 
Yeah, I think is that, is that like a conscious thing or because of traveling that you become this way? Yeah, I think traveling is a big part of it. Uh, I wouldn't say we're fun to be around all the time, but yeah, like we've, we still have a very adventurous spirit. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I think that's, you know, I imagine people who have settled down and had kids still have that adventurous spirit, but they're doing, you know, they're getting rewarded by having kids maybe, you know, that's, that's their adventure kind of thing. So that's a different way of, uh, of, you know, taking your life kind of thing. And maybe mm-hmm. we'll, maybe have kids one day I don't know but right now yeah we're well not even right now for the last 10 years we've mm. done a lot of travelling and lived in different countries mm. um, we lived in Peru because my wife's from Peru for a couple of years Yeah, we lived in Australia um, like I say I, I lived in Japan for a couple of years too and she's lived in China for, mm. for a few months and um, we often think about you know I don't know like I was saying to you earlier is it a good <laughs> we're often like thinking about where we like what we'd like what life we'd like to build next mm. and it is kind of around travelling and that's not to say we're unsettled because mm. we do still love being in England but I don't know it's just like we're going to be dead one day right so yeah, should we just try and do some things that feel right at the time and for us things that feel right are um you know, experiencing different countries and, and, and having adventures and meeting different people and learning things as well. But obviously, um, what feels right for other people is different and not to say it's wrong kind of thing. But for us, it's kind of, you know, when we went to Peru, before we went to Peru, me and her had serious-ish jobs in sort of media. And I said to her, would you like to go, or as a discussion anyway, would you like to go to Peru and live with your parents for six months and she was just like yeah and I was like yeah let's just go and you know I quit my job because uh, yeah I don't I don't know if I don't have that sort of fear about losing my job because like I say I'm gonna die die one day anyway so you might as well try and do stuff when it's when it's you know if there's an option there like I said about decision making the option to do it I don't want to be thinking oh I wish I'd done that then kind of thing because it was a good time to do it so yeah we both got a similar mindset where it's like you know, if you want to do something, you can kind of do it, and you're the same as well. If you want to do it, just do it. You, you don't have to be reckless. You can think about how you're going to do it. Mm. It's like you say, you can't just say you're going to do it and not do it. <laughs> you have to do it. Otherwise, yeah. there's a big difference between exactly. doing something and not doing something, and that that thing is actually doing it. You know, It's the same with starting a business, or it's the same as going traveling, or it's the same as starting a family. If you're gonna do it, you gotta say it. You gotta do it rather than just saying it. Rather, sorry. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Would you Would you consider yourself more of a um, filmmaker or more of like creator? Yeah, I don't know anymore. And like, um, I've been sort of thinking about that a lot recently because I went to university and studied film, like I was saying. Mm. And then when I came back from Japan, like in Japan, I was still kind of making little films and things, like just silly studenty things. But, um, and then when I came back to England, I managed to get a job in advertising kind of thing. And at that point, I was like editing and making like content film. Because content didn't actually exist in those days. Mm-hmm. It was all TV and radio and yeah. print. So it wasn't really a thing called content. Yeah. Um, at all, honestly. Like YouTube was a very different place in those days. YouTube was like, seri- I know it's still cat videos now, but it was like, that was it. People weren't making films. Was 2005, 2006, is that it? 2000, yeah, like that mm-hmm. sort, of, sort of time, roughly. Yeah so yeah and then so we were making things within that because I could film and stuff I started making content but no one was really watching it because no one's putting any paid media if that mm. makes any sense behind it you know how you have adverts on YouTube now mm. 
there wasn't any of that. We were just doing like behind the scenes making ofs and things like that. And um, and at that point, I thought, oh, this is cool. I'm in this career, and I kind of built that career, not deliberately, but I was well, I just stayed in it long enough for it to sort of grow, and, and I became quite good at what I was doing, I suppose. Not because I was good at it, just because I've been in it long enough, you know. Mm, um, yeah. So you naturally kind of get experience and you learn things, and then that becomes your skill. Mm. Um, and like right now, especially after being to Peru, but for me, um, the career, my career has almost, yeah, it's definitely second after having a, a good life and a good building, a good. Um, place to ha to have your life if that makes sense mm. so like we moved down to Brighton for example mm. um, and we uh, you know we wanted to get a bit more space and have a bit more of a sort of balance balance mm -hmm. and hopefully work from home a bit more and not have to do like the commute every day and you know that kind mm. of thing and, and have a garden maybe you know yeah, all that nice. kind of stuff so it's kind of p building that and then uh, yeah career f has definitely like I'm not as ambitious as I was at all I couldn't like I'm happy to sort of um have the job that I'm doing because mm. it's the only thing I can do but I'm not like I used to be wanting to like get high and be a manager and earn loads of money you used to have that I had that a little bit yeah because yeah. I thought that's the only thing you get sort of excited about it right mm. and then I'm not, I'm not, I'm not like that anymore mm. I don't think yeah um, that's from the advertising world right yeah yeah that do you got that from the advertising world? Or I think when you're in it, yeah, you're like, well, it's kind of like an ambition. Like, I kind of, um, you know, I started making films, and mm -hmm. then I went to like um, uh, a YouTube channel. I worked at a YouTube channel for a while, cool. and, and did some cool kind of like um, football, soccer kind of videos and mm -hmm. things like that. And I th at that time, I was like, I want to be a director, and I want to kind of like produce things. And then I started, um, yeah, making bits of content, and then went back into advertising. And because um, that's where the money is, is a it? A little bit. It's because yeah. I can't do anything else. It's mm -hmm. like you can't really change from advertising to TV. Mm -hmm. You can, but it's kind of like advertising is kind of fun because it's not so much of a struggle like TV and film. Mm. It's hard struggle getting anything done. Mm. You know, like with advertising, you can just knock out a, an advert in two months. Mm. And then it's done. And it's done. Like Whereas with TV, it's film, a long term thing. Yeah. You like, have to sell it. And yeah, exactly. I've got friends who, who worked in film mm. or who do work in film. And to make a film mm. can, t you know, well, it can take 10 years. Mm. But even like a normal film, it takes three to five years and, and that's of your life to do that one thing. Yeah, man. So, and same with TV, it's not as much as that, but it's kind of a long, long, long process. And like with advertising, I feel like you've got. Because obviously there's money in it, because brands are behind it. You it's can, more stable as well. Yeah, and it's kind of a kind of interesting. It's not you're obviously selling things, which has a weird kind of connotation for me as well. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I, I'm not a sort of. I'm not going to say advertising is a good thing. You know, <laughs> I realise it's probably like a d part of the dark arts. But you can be creative within. Advertising. Technically, everything is advertisement. Everything is like monetized. If you think about yeah, it, <laughs> yeah, every single thing around us. Yeah. Right? Yeah, well, even my yeah. mates who work in TV, you know, they they have a boss, mm. and their boss wants to sell that product, right? They want to sell that. Mm. They're not making a, a piece of art mm. in their heads. They want people to watch it. It can be a piece of art, obviously, as, as much as it probably an advertising campaign or like a TV ad can be. But the reality is, if people don't watch it, same with a film, 
then it's not, you know, <laughs> you're not going to probably get it made or, or it's not going to be particularly successful and you might not be able to make another one. Yeah, yeah. You know, so there's always, there is a product, I suppose, that you're selling, like you say. But yeah. Yeah, I think it's more artistic, like TV and film. Uh, mm. Okay. If you could hang out with any filmmaker, famous filmmaker, uh, that could be dead or alive, hang out with them and have a cup of coffee, who would it and, be? You know, Tarantino is obviously doing some cool stuff. But I don't know if I'd like to sit down with him. I don't know, I can't, because I'm quite, like I was saying, introvert. I don't know if what I'd talk about. How? Yeah, I mean, getting to, like, understanding them and how they got into it, I guess. And I suppose you can always learn things from people. Mm. But like I say, like, I'd probably rather learn life lessons rather than professional lessons from i don't know it sounds like an odd thing to say i suppose but yeah more you know, i think you're more yeah you are more connected with with that side of things like hmm. lessons life and wisdom yeah right? yeah well yeah i'd rather i'd rather learn what you know if there was a story that they were going to tell me i'd rather it be a life lesson rather than a like a story about something that happened on a film mm. unless that was a, a life lesson you know i'd mm. rather hear you know, maybe, you know, like, for example, like Sylvester Stallone, I like his, I like hearing about his life story because he was broke, you know, mm. and he had to sell his dog or something like that. Yeah, and then he bought, bought his back. dog, yeah. dog back. That's kind of an interesting story. Yeah. It's not really related to his career too much. It's mm. just maybe it's gives you an insight. Mm. Yeah. How, into, how, where his motivation came from. But yeah, I think that's it, isn't it? Like those people must be very motivated to get where they are. Same as like a f- sports Yeah, people. yeah, they sacrifice a lot, I think. Yeah. Like mostly personal relationships, you know, like mm. any balanced person, it's, yeah. hard, it's hard to achieve that extraordinary results in their yeah. career. I don't know if I'd really want it. I like, <laughs> I like having like a bit of symbiance and yeah. some balance in my life, and I respect people who can kind mm. of have that motivation just to do mm. something, you know, all day of it. But what, sometimes I hear those, you know, those like, those sort of people who say you've got to be the best person you can be every day and work your hardest that you can work every day and I actually believe yeah, that's a good way to be yeah, happy yeah. I think you've got to be chill sometimes mm-hmm. you know yeah sure work hard but I, I often feel like that kind of motivation or that kind of like uh, ambition comes from some kind of emptiness inside yourself kind of thing because like, where's that motivation come? where's that fire coming from like, mm-hmm. are you not happy just to yeah. sort of just sit down on a Sunday afternoon uh, <laughs> you yeah. do you not want to just sort of like something to prove or, yeah. yeah like what you're trying to prove to you and why and and to who mm. um, but you know it's great there's people out but you often find like people who are super successful do you have some sort of some darkness that's happened in them or that's happened to them before you know like mm. Steve Jobs is kind of like a quite an aggro guy, wasn't he? And he kind of, <laughs> but it's because he was like an orphan, I think, and he might have had some yeah, sort of. Yeah, was adopted. He was adopted yeah. and maybe had some sort of self. Maybe. Like, I often think like self confidence or the, the perceived self confidence comes from a lack of confidence. Like I think, I don't, I think Donald Trump is a fairly insecure person, oh. but he comes across as very secure, right? If there's a, comes across like he's got a lot of self confidence. Right. I genuinely think it comes from that. For him, at least, and I, I might even say for a lot of people, yeah. comes from a lack of it, kind of thing, or at least that they used to have a lack of it, and they've kind of built built mm. themselves up from mm. there. But I still think it probably still exists, <laughs> for for better or worse. Yeah. But yeah. What drives you then? Would you say? What is that? Sorry. What would what drives you to what dro- what drove you to travel? What keeps travel. You, keeps you um, wanting to travel? Do you think? 
do you mm. want to find something or do you want to find something in yourself or do you because uh, um for me it's like i have this connection like i have more um intuitive connection with the i don't know uh, how to put it in words like the higher self or the spiritual i mean the unseen side of me mm-hmm. you know what i mean because mm-hmm. i feel like i can i can feel i can hear or feel these voices that mm, i haven't found what i'm looking for so i'm mm-hmm. constantly searching yeah but I, um i ask people who are older than me who are slightly more experienced than me i think it's a subjective thing everyone has their own journey mm and age doesn't like i think i mentioned before age doesn't really um signifies someone's maturity because yeah. your maturity defines by your experience so the more yeah, you yeah. experience the more you grow yeah, something yeah. like that yeah. and what m- drives me is experience i want i'm collecting experience but i'm also like you similarly i cannot wait do you do you, do you say that you can't stand climbing a ladder you you say that right Oh you don't you What, don't like professional it. Yeah, professional. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can't. It's not like I can't. I am not I don't have that lens, mm, you know. Mm. So I'm not That's in, not your ladder. You leave yeah, that ladder alone or just, yeah. yeah, because I I have siblings who are more inclined towards that and subconsciously they are trying to persuade me that's the right path, you mm. know. Because they are the majority I feel like and they mind the black sheep of the family. Mm. So but with more introspective um looking inward and I understand that to each your own everyone has their yeah. own. But why are you different than from your fam from your siblings? Then? How? Or what? Now why do you think that you oh, are different? Because I find that the latter thing in mm. career wise it doesn't make sense to me. It it doesn't it's not even like I don't like it. It doesn't make sense. Mm. It's weird to do that. Mm. You know? Mm-hmm. Like balance and like it all, it all comes down to having enough money being happy and and doing what you want that's life i think yeah. you know but this ladder this career thing is constant collecting unhappiness mm. you're pleasing other people yeah that's it it doesn't feel like there's an end sometimes like yeah. no matter how much money you earn mm-hmm. you kind of live to that amount of money mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. i remember being at Well, uh, when I first got back to London, I was on like minimum wage. I was working in advertising, but I was on minimum wage. It was like this yeah. was after Japan. Yeah, after okay. Japan, I came yeah. back and I was on like I can't, it was like eighteen grand or something like that. Might have even been less, less. And living in London is expensive, right? Mm-hmm. And so I remember having to sleep on the floor at my friend's house in the same room as him, the same bedroom as him, as for a few months, and just eating one pound pizzas and all that kind of thing. But I was still quite happy with what was going, on. and I managed to adapt fairly well. Mm. And then but then I think you get to a point where like okay so you say imagine you earn 50 grand mm. you would still adapt your life to earning that amount of money you'd probably have a car you'd have a house yeah. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. and then you earn 100 grand you have a nice car nice nice house kind mm-hmm. of thing. and then like it's like yeah, I feel like you never get to an end and that's why I think rich people mm. um you know it must be great being rich I suppose but like they don't really have an end that otherwise they would be chill. like for me if I had a million pounds mm. I probably retire, right? I'll go traveling all the time and I might have a, a side job to keep me busy or something. Yeah. I can't imagine I'd want 2 million. Because mm. I don't know <laughs> what would you do with it, right? Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah. Do you have that as well? Do you have you ever wanted to be rich or you does it not really is not interesting for you or what? 
um i think like collecting the fruits of your labor is sort of like a goal of everyone mm. right but rewarding, yeah. yeah the reward but doing things that i don't like is is really hard for me yeah. it gives me like physically it gives me neck ache <laughs> yeah you know yeah when i have neck ache i just can't it's just a it's it's nice to have that um self-awareness you know mm. at such a young age i feel yeah yeah because i felt this way like 10 years i've been feeling this for 10 years so that's mm. why i'm where i am right now yeah and okay what was your question um oh whatever you would like to be rich one day or yeah yeah for sure mm. but doing doing what i want yeah do, yeah that's, you know? yeah yeah that, that's the that's, that's the not goal. The, yeah so the ambition is to do what you want to do well rather yeah. than yeah that's and quite get paid for it like for example yeah. i really like making coffee so yeah, yeah. having a cafe one day makes mm. sense yeah that'd be cool and talking to people i enjoy it mm. and yeah it comes hand in hand and music and art and all that we all have that self expression if i make something out of it then cool if i yeah. don't okay yeah, <laughs> yeah 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 whatever happens happens but in the meantime i am very grateful that i don't have to be stuck with a leather with a career thing because yeah, yeah. that genuinely doesn't give me happiness like people telling me what to do and having a short amount of time sort of like i know i've seen this post somewhere over and over again over the past couple of days like um getting salary is like you uh, being a slave hmm. um to someone getting paid by someone who wants you to forget your dreams yeah 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 and that really makes sense but i don't know why it just keeps popping up these few days yeah, yeah. it's funny cuz like a salary is kind of paying for your time right someone's mm-hmm. paying mm-hmm. to take away some time from you really yeah. isn't it and they might pay you more but they might ex- well they obviously expect more so you mm-hmm. might be more stressed yeah. so it gets to a point of like how much is my time worth and how much is my you know stress or mental health worth mm. and you know you could say oh i'll pay you 200 grand or i'll pay you a million pounds a year mm. and you could work you did but you'd have to work every day mm. you know and you'd be get really stressed and and then you'd have to make that decision about whether it's really worth it or not and there's obviously yeah that's extreme but there's a balance kind of in there somewhere i think as mm. well but i get it to some people they do it for a certain amount of time and mm. then like they they break the uh, poverty out of their family yeah, and yeah. Then, and then they stop they retire yeah. and then the kid have have it good yeah know? but i don't know it's a journey we will mm. i will soon find out you know yeah yeah it's cool um, that you kind of found it Did you find it traveling or you already you already knew that I knew it in my head but yeah. it makes more sense it comes to reality as I travel you know Yeah so you I feel more allowed to do it right because you yeah, you're you feel you, more allowed and like break free from from the judgment hmm. because we where I don't know like western culture because I mentioned earlier like southeast asian have this judgment right but I feel hmm. everywhere has that Yeah you know yeah yeah you, oh yeah definitely yeah. yeah yeah some kind so i don't know what type of judgment this western culture ha- get i don't mm. i can't really relate because i see that i don't think you guys get judged as much as uh, probably not as much but yeah, yeah, definitely yeah. definitely do yeah i mean you do have every family you know structure has mm-hmm. some kind of level of expectation on the kid i think mm. depending on what what it is yeah yeah it's you know i've got various sort of case studies of mm. people who have done things i've got a friend who who still lives in japan well, he came back and he went to live in japan he bought a house mm. in the countryside 
for like eight thousand pounds or something because all the uh, houses in japan mm. everyone's moving to the city right so there's mm. loads of houses in the countryside that are unoccupied abandoned so, yeah abandoned yeah, yeah exactly yeah. so you can buy them for really cheap so he went there he's quite an interesting kind of guy that i've always kind of looked at not because i want to replicate his life mm. but i like his his choices um, yeah it's kind of like his freedom you know it's oh. like his thinking is like pure water every time he's like this is what i want to do i'm gonna go and do it kind oh. of thing and he so he went he bought this um he bought this house and he's got a family now and he lives in this house and and you know he's got a field and he's got chickens and he's kind of he's just doing that because that's what he decided he wanted to do and it's kind of yeah, it's quite I'm not saying I want to do that mm. but I like his this is what I want to do I'm just going to go and do it mm. and it's not like I'm I don't care what anyone thinks it's like this is what I want to do and you know no one everyone thinks it's great because you know he's very happy but you, that could yeah so people like that and there's other people that you know I'm inspired by who have that sort of well this is what I want to do so I'm going to go and do it and, and knowing Knowing what you want to do, I think like uh, something that I've probably learned is um, um, knowing how to make decisions. Like, mm. I know very quickly what I want to do, kind of thing. And how though? Like, is that like a like because uh, you you be like maturity? Is that maturity? Yeah, maybe, yeah. yeah. Or maybe it's just having more situations like you're having right now. Like mm. you, if you if you do something a lot of times it becomes easier you know it's like that um, who is it the 10,000 hour uh, um, rule kind of thing Malcolm, Malcolm Gladwell yeah. yeah there's where you know if there's you know if you do it do something for long enough and I suppose travelling and decision making is one of those things like if you're just sitting at home life's easy kind of thing and that's great and it's quite nice to be comfortable but if you're out and, and, and things are you have to make decisions mm. you know you get used to doing that kind of thing and you know moving to Peru for example might have been very difficult a few years ago but now it's just like right let's, let's do it and we'll, and we'll work it out when we get there kind of thing mm. and you don't really have that fear so much mm. there is a fear though yeah but if it's the right thing to do it's kind of it's uh, it works out always works out mm. you mentioned earlier like you you're 40 right and mm. you still feel like you are in your 20s or something like you still feel young mm. right do you, do you still come across like crossroads in your life like decision making wise mm. do you still yeah, feel yeah. like you have to like you know choices yeah. the choices yeah. keep still popped up in for yeah. Yeah? yeah 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 how do you how do you like you said also you decide quickly how do you yeah. is it intuition you go with the first choice everything? well you know I think you know like if you think about it I don't think choices choices don't actually how can I explain it I think you know the right choice mm. for everything it might take you a little while to think about how to get there sometimes and sometimes you might be confused or might be worried about making that choice kind of thing but you always know mm. I think everyone knows the right choice to begin with yeah. I think so yeah. yeah before they even have been asked the question they know but they'll be scared to make a choice or they might be worried about making a choice or they might think that choice might not be the right thing because of X, Y, and Z. Mm. Parents or family that you have, or you know, I've I can't do that because of this kind of thing. Um, but I think you, everyone knows the right choice before they, someone's even asked the question. So it's just getting there quicker, I suppose. Mm. 
Um, kind of like your your friend who who bought the the house and the farm, kind of like that because mm-hmm. like from his perspective he just decide, and from other p- people's perspectives like why d- why do you do that you know yeah yeah definitely yeah. Yeah. yeah it doesn't have to be something like traveling abroad it can be just something like yeah. for you mm. like maybe one day you might say like I want to open up a coffee shop mm. and you uh, you might be thinking about when to do it. And then all of a sudden, a time might come when you think, "Wow, I'm going to do it now. Now's the time to do it." But you might be scared or whatever. You might think, "Oh, f- I'm worried about doing it now because yeah. you know I've got to set up all this and blah blah blah." Yeah. But in your head, you might think it's the right thing to do, but fear might stop you or something. Yeah, man. Yeah. But, but yeah, you kind of got to stop that fear. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I always think like, um, not that I know, obviously, because mm. <laughs> because I don't. I always like have this saying in my head, like, "What is the worst thing that can happen to you?" Dying probably right, mm. uh, and I was thinking, well, dying's not that bad because you're dead. What <laughs> <laughs> well, you worried about? That. It's not like you're up in heaven thinking, yeah. oh, I'm really gutted that I'm, I'm really sad that I'm dead. Mm. That you're just dead. So like, if that's the worst thing you can happen, or you're in heaven mm. and you've, you're, you know, you're going surfing every day in heaven or whatever, or whatever your heaven um, mm. version of heaven is, that's pretty good anyway. So, you might yeah. so if that's the worst thing, it's not that bad. So don't be scared. You know. Yeah. My perspective though is like. What if it could turn out better than you expected? You know. Oh, you you'd be worried that. No, no, like, like, like I don't know, like your choice. You know, anything you mentioned, like what the the worst thing that can happen is you die, right? Mm. But what if like for every option you take, it'll be better than what you thought you would experience? Because yeah. like for example, every experience I have this year mm. is completely um more than what I expected, what I bargained for. Mm. And I keep on having that. What if it turns out better than I expected? And it, ju- it just does. It just mm. opens up and you know opens like literally yeah. that. Yeah. But it's because you're allowing it to. If you didn't, if you yeah. were at home, then you wouldn't have that. Maybe. Yeah. Because yeah. you want to travel, mm. and this that's one of your things that you want to do. Mm. Because you're doing it, it's opening up things that you want to do, right? Mm. If you're at home, you wouldn't have it, obviously, because mm. you wouldn't have been there. So the first step is doing it and and then you'd like to think it would open up for you mm. yeah. I also think like traveling is a process it's a process of me f- being at home and not being at home it's like getting mm. to a destination yeah. and I I highly intuitively feel like the destination is not back home mm. you know I okay. think you, you spoke earlier as well because we spoke a lot earlier yeah. before we decided to record um that I sh- you told me I shouldn't go home because uh, I'm in my 20s or something like that, that along those lines you shouldn't go home yet because I'll never be this young again yeah I wouldn't say you shouldn't but like you, you have this opportunity that you won't have again you won't be this age again you won't be here again mm, go now right something like that if you want to yeah, yeah. but if you don't like if you're worried about going home because you're mm. whatever you know you yeah. might think oh, I should, I've been travelling too long and yeah. I should get back and I should start a job or whatever so that's yeah. the thing though like my perspective is I'm trying to get somewhere. Mm. I'm not trying to go home. Yeah. So the destination is like not there. It's there, but I don't know where is there. I don't know if this is right. It will be right for you. But okay. I had the same thing uh-huh. when I was younger, and um, and and I could never really work out what my destination was or where I was kind of going. Damn. And then I, I think I'm starting to realize that I didn't think I don't think I ever had a destination. I think the whole process of going traveling was what I was looking for. Mm. I'm not trying to get to, there's not an end point where I'll be like, okay, got there, that's it, mm. I'm happy, mm. I'm gonna stop. The whole thing was the process kind of thing. 
Yeah. And all of a sudden, like you, you sit back because I'm not travelling like you are anymore. I'm sort of I'm I'm here back in England now, mm-hmm. and I probably will have more travelling experience. So a change because you get older, kind of thing. I'm not going to sit on a bus for three days. Yeah. You know, with chickens flying around again. <laughs> I don't think <laughs> I might do. I doubt it. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think like yeah, you kind of I, I look back and realise that all that travelling that I did when I didn't really know what I was doing or where I was going mm. was to get those experiences, and mm-hmm. then I, and now I've got them. It's kind of yeah maybe it has changed who I am and mm. definitely given me you know probably a richer life I would say probably yeah okay mm. this is where I actually give you a break and let you ask me the question but uh-huh. along the way you already asked me the okay. question so <laughs> yeah. but I'm gonna give you the chance anyway this is where yeah. I flip the script and let you ask me anything that you're yeah. curious about anything at all what is your destination oh. and do you, have you do you think about it as in country or what do you mean I don't know. I kind of keep it fairly open. Okay. Like what, yeah. Where you get where you headed generally? Do you think? Um. Definitely into finding a family, building a family, but that's not the end goal. Mm. It's walking towards the darkness with someone. Because mm. I've sort of figured myself out what I want to do um, in terms of a career. What I want to do with With my life Right mm. But I sort of want to Bring someone with me Along mm. the way mm. But now the, the 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 confusion Or the test is Who should I bring You know There's always this trigger Like um, Okay I found the one But This doubt Yeah mm. that That's the test right now That's what I am currently at In this journey Yeah yeah mm. um, I think I asked it Asked it before But we didn't really go that direction but like why do you think you are different to your brothers and sisters and why did you go traveling and why did they get on the ladder and what mm. you know what was is this an event in your life that changed or is it just a personality or like maybe even biological thing or mm. a mental thing or, or what is what's the difference between you and my brothers yeah well, or just yeah I guess so you uh. were saying there's not many people from Malaysia who travel uh. so you're you are slightly different in that way mm. so what do you think why is that probably because of cross culture and like because I, I was exposed to different I was ex- the media is all westernized mm. okay like reality physical reality and I don't know what you call it as a media. Media is sort of like imaginative, what you feed mm. um, by from a, such a young age is all Western media. Mm. So what you get at home or in school is Southeast Asian beliefs. Go, uh-huh. you go home, you watch television. It's Western, mm-hmm. and then you have like all fused up um, culture. And then at home, I'm positioned. I'm lucky enough to not be the eldest, not the youngest. I'm okay. positioned just right in the middle where I get to do my own shit. <laughs> yeah. No one gives a fuck about me, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So I get to get away with things. I'm lucky in that sense, I think, mm. because um, and also I come from like a broken family sort of. My my dad and my mom are separated, and that's a good thing in my opinion. Mm. That give me the freedom. Mm. Um, what else? With my brothers, I think it's because they they 
they probably have the same opportunity to do so but they just didn't mm. it's a decision anyway it's a choice like and also back to being grateful i get to observe their choices and where they end up in life and mm. choose not to do that you know what i mean mm. i could be easily doing the same thing and faced with the same circumstances but it's not a bad thing mm. they chose that life they have that apartment that beautiful house and that that beautiful family beautiful kids in that in malaysia mm. but i i I put myself in their position and I just don't it's just not quite my thing. Mm. You know what I mean? It's not like I don't have to wonder like what if I stay. Mm. I already know you if know I stay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can see it already, yeah. Yeah. That's interesting, yeah. Um and what would you say do you have uh, an ambition and what is that ambition? Or um, what is what does what would be a successful life <laughs> for you? What would you consider? Mm. It it varies from like every five years it changes because sometimes mm. I do like a little video journal thing. Mm. Man, it changes all time yeah. drastically in three years. Yeah, yeah. So at this very moment, I I feel I I think having somewhere to stay, being happy, having food on the table. Mm. Because I don't I don't know if you face the same um, struggle in your twenties. Like sometimes you don't even have food on your table. Mm. You know you have to like one dollar one pound pizza you mentioned. <laughs> yeah, something like that. And with food um, on the table every single day, that that actually is the goal. Mm. And with I don't know I just don't want to repeat the same mistakes that the generation before me have done. Mm-hmm. That's the ambition. Yeah, you want to be comfortable, but and have that freedom. I think that's it because that's the one thing about traveling is is that you're not earning money, which is you know fine for some people. But the reality is, it's you need money to eat, you need yeah. money to live, and yeah. you know you can't just live for free for long for long periods. Where yeah. you, some people can, but it's difficult, isn't it? So you have to balance that a bit, don't you? I guess. Mm-hmm. But in your twenties, it's kind of you know there's not so much i don't know i feel like it's slightly easier i don't mm. know i might be wrong but i remember being slightly less uh, slightly more carefree about that sort of thing thinking mm, you know. a, yeah you have less burden yeah but yeah as you grow older you sort of lose a little bit of your freedom more and more yeah it's like you can't go and live at your friend's house anymore you can't live at your parents house as much you know yeah, insurance get more expensive and just <laughs> like yeah, stuff like that i guess yeah. it comes more difficult to do it yeah but by that point it's kind of um you've kind of found a little because like i guess i don't know so i'm asking you a question but i'll, I'll come back to you to a question then. Mm-hmm. but like i guess for like um traveling it is kind of finding something as well finding a place even if it's like a place or mm-hmm. a job mm-hmm. or not a job but like a career path or whatever you know a way to make money kind of thing it's kind of i guess that's part of the traveling thing mm-hmm. and like for you i guess you're kind of building experiences that you know like you say you might end up getting into music mm. you might get into coffee again or, or whatever it is mm-hmm. but um do you feel like you is there something you see yourself in five years time doing or you, you want to keep it open i think within three years is definitely music mm-hmm. five years yeah it's open yeah but definitely within the creative um industry it could be anything because i know i think you feel the same like you've expression creativity is every, anything and everything art is like everywhere yeah. right 
so I don't <coughs> really know my where my head will be in like when I'm 33 yeah yeah, yeah so yeah. <laughs> yeah it really, yeah. It really it depends on what my status is like am I do I have kids or where I am where my base at mm. yeah that would change the whole ball game yeah definitely yeah. but definitely within the creative field 100% yeah it's hard to say isn't it like I can't imagine what where I'll be in a year's time I've got an idea mm-hmm. you can't never ever be sure I don't think yeah um, yeah cool man thanks for the question that's good questions by the way okay down to the last section of the podcast um, how do you want the world to remember you as at the end of the day when it's all said and done I don't know if the world will remember me to be honest and you never know It might do, yeah. <laughs> I don't think I'll ever be famous. I think you would. To film. Oh, maybe, yeah. You, you, make, uh, you might make a film about like this whole experience. Mm. Like you make, write a script about this, make a script out of this whole lockdown mm. in, uh, in the Selena and yeah, yeah make it a movie or something. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, maybe yeah. something will happen. I don't know. I, there is a possibility because I do... Mm creative things and I might leave something interesting created behind I don't know but I suppose um, you know it's kind of a, like a, a bit cliche but I want to leave uh, a good effect on people that I've met kind of thing I think that's just as important as as you know uh, as anything probably I think you know mm-hmm. if I can if I had had an influence on people or made people happy more than that, I made them sad and had a positive effect on <laughs> the world mm. in some sort of way yeah. then that'd be good I think that's all you can really hope for isn't it yeah man um, yeah I guess that's the ambition and to be sort of uh, I don't I, I was just saying actually mm. I've, I've just remembered saying it's like um, someone said what is ambition and um, the saying was your ambition should be to make your mum proud of you mm. and that can be anything so you could be like a toilet cleaner or whatever but as long as your mum's proud of you <laughs> then you can forget the rest because that's that's the that's you know that's one of the most important things that you can do kind of thing and i think it's not just like you know it could be anyone making making someone proud of you for being a good person i think it's like uh it's a good thing to have in your mind kind of mm-hmm. thing it's not may, maybe to be rich or your ambition shouldn't be to be famous but if you can do the right things and, and make someone that who loves you proud of you mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what i mean that's a good good way to yeah. to be kind of thing. definitely you have a head start man you've inspired me in some ways like with um with your with y- who you are and the choices that you make with your life stories listening mm. to it I actually gain something out of it 100% yeah. so that's a good head start so yeah, yeah the fact that you are constantly um learning new things mm. you know languages the fact that you know Italian Spanish Japanese <laughs> and constantly wanting to improve and with your creative um, horizon and perspective and all that I think it's inspiring yeah well and it's just you it, it will it will j- it's a good head start you are heading towards the right direction man yeah it's been fun talking about it actually I've never really talked it outside of my own head cool so yeah thanks for that so uh, yeah, I appreciate um, having that discussion and thank you for being you part of the podcast man mm, thank appreciate you appreciate it Chris Reed Yeah, <laughs> 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 <laughs>